0: Hey, Cultivate Friends and Family. It's Jay again. We are coming to you once more with a podcast that we are doing uh, where we're interviewing various people within our community to see what daily life looks like, uh, to hear how they are pursuing God and listening to God and experiencing God in the midst of this time of physical distancing, and uh, to learn how best to pray for one another. Uh, while we're apart. So we're calling these things Cultivate Chats because we couldn't come up with a better name. <laughs> so <laughs> if you have a better one, uh, please, please let me know. <laughs> but today we're excited to have Lindsay Idler uh, on with us. She's a, a member of our community and a, a leader um, of a community group as well as on our ministry team Thanks for being with us, Lindsay. We we love you and appreciate you being here.
1: Thanks. I'm
2: happy to talk to you today.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, uh, it'd be great for us to know what daily life looks like for you and for Matthew. Um, as you guys are, I'm sure, spending a lot of hours with kids and and balancing school and home and work and all the all the rest. So what's that look like for you guys?
2: Yeah, um, I guess compared to other people, um, the whole like trying to stay at home and having kids at home, it doesn't look drastically different for us. Um, I wasn't leaving the house too much anyway before like the whole coronavirus thing hit. So my day to day looks pretty similar, like minus Vera being home from school. And then Matthew um, is working from home, which the fact that that's an option is a huge blessing for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I know financially, like, a lot of people are strained, so I'm thankful for that. Um, So day-to-day, Matthew's working at home, um, and then I have Jude, who's going to be one soon, Raphael, who's going to be four soon, and Vera, who's six. So trying to juggle, like, yeah, doing schoolwork, keeping a three-year-old happy, like keeping Jude from killing himself because <laughs> he's, he's so busy. Like he's so different than Mira Raph. He's like the busiest baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the moments where I feel a little bit thin, like as a, as a parent, like I don't want any of them to feel like they're falling through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like it's been a blessing in a way to feel like we have to slow down a little that there isn't anywhere to rush off to or pressure to do that. Um, So I think there's opportunity to be present. Um, I have actually, you know, schoolwork with kids, it's not their favorite, but it's been kind of cool to like see, like more detailed what she's learning in school and Mm. be a part of that. She's only in kindergarten, so there's not like a ton of pressure to be doing like advanced math or anything, um, which I think helps too. Um, but I think the kids have kind of started picking up on like there's some, something happening, you know what I mean? Like with the virus or something like that, we talked to them about it a little bit. And with that, I think your instinct as a parent is to kind of want to protect them from hearing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've really been trying to lean into like how does Jesus meet them? with whatever they might be feeling about that. So we had an opportunity, we made a little sign to hang up in our living room, um, which is like first Peter 5-7, which is like cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you.
1: Hmm.
2: We translated it a little bit to like throw your worries on Jesus. Vera was like, well, why would we throw our worries
1: on jesus
2: like i'm like yeah that doesn't actually sound like a nice thing to do to somebody um
0: how is that fair
2: yeah for jesus Jesus. um yeah (laughs) i thought we liked him um but i was explaining to her that like our worries aren't ours to keep and that jesus wants to take them for us and that he's big enough to do that and that god's like a good dad And he, he wants us to be honest with him about when we're feeling worried. So that's, that's been cool to like have opportunities that feel like more organic
1: Hmm. and
2: like a part of our day-to-day life where we can talk about Jesus while we're doing math homework or
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: crafts or whatever. So,
0: yeah. um, Yeah, I've noticed that too. uh, And one of the unique opportunities, maybe you're experiencing this too, is, um, I don't often have enough uncompressed space with my kids in order to name what they're feeling mm. and then to help them to deal with that in a gospel way. Yeah. So, um, and it, it, what, that's something I'm noticing is like fear manifests itself in a bunch of different ways. Mm. And sometimes it's helpful to say, Hey, like, is, is the reason that you're doing this right now because you're afraid? And if so, yeah. like it's, it's you know, you don't have to minimize or, or turn away from that. Like, it's okay that you're afraid. And, and we can do something with that fear that, that, um, that God actually wants to enter into that, you know? Um, yeah. Which, I, you know, I don't normally get that opportunity. Maybe you do as a mom, um, you know, who, who has a little bit more of this time. But that's a, a huge gift to be able to give to our, our kids and our family. I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, um, you know, you don't want to expose them to too much of what's going on, but being honest about like where you're at and showing some vulnerability and telling your kids that it's okay to be scared, like gives them, gives them freedom to kind of deal with those feelings. And I think it it magnifies how big God is too. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, Yeah, so I think overall, like, day-to-day has been pretty good. I know, um, I think it helps that we only have Vera in school. But um, there's been some days where, like, man, I get to the end of the day, and I'm, like, exhausted. (laughs) Like, I think, think too, like, so much, like, people just fall apart at the end of the night. So much whining. I can't handle whining. But um, I got to the end of Wednesday night, and I was, like, so exhausted like emotionally that I was like I I don't want to watch tv I don't want to go for a walk like I have to spend time with Jesus because I was just like so at the end of myself um so Matthew and I actually like took some time to worship together which was really nice like uh, it was nice that I didn't feel awkward to do that together and like I just I think one of the things that shifted for me in this time is that there's no denying that, like, I'm not enough in this situation, and I can't pretend that i need to control. Um, so I really, like, I find myself at the end of the night, like, rather than wanting to watch The Office, like, I just want to spend time with God and pray or, like, worship and remember that he's big enough, um, which is kind of scary. It's scary to, like, hear what's going on in the news and how sick people are getting. hmm um but i try to feel like in worship i can remind myself of the truth that like god is big enough and he's handling it
1: mm.
2: and it's tricky because i don't want to just make myself feel better like i don't want to just enter into worship so that i don't feel weird anymore or scared and now i can go to bed and not worry about anything because i think the truth is is like scary things are happening and people are dying and people that we love and care about that work in the health, you know, field, are being exposed to stuff and don't have the things that they need. So Mm -hmm. I think in some ways I feel challenged to pray in ways that make me feel uncomfortable. Like, Mm. like God, like, would you have mercy on us? Would you crush this virus? Would you like do a loaves and fish miracle with ventilators and masks? Like, And that feels weird for me to pray that way, but I don't want to just come to God and say, God, make me feel better. Like
1: Hmm.
2: we need his kingdom to come because right now it, in some ways it feels like when you look at the news, you feel like you're surrounded by a kingdom of despair and sickness and death. And then Jesus, his kingdom crushes all of those things. So, Hmm.
0: so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think it's a both and, you know, and one of the things that's uh, that I've noticed is that the Psalms are kind of a new depth of resource for me. Mm-hmm. In this, uh, season. Yeah. And one of the things I'm noticing in the Psalms is that, you know, like for David, for example, has no problem praying for God to um, defeat You know their enemies, and to restore Israel, and at the same time um, ask to be held, you know, in the safety of his wings. Mm. You know, to 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 know the depths of his security as he builds his house on, you know, the refuge that is uh, Yahweh. You know, Mm. so I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's um, it's it's both and and I maybe even. Um, praying and receiving answers to the prayer of like help me to know my safety and security actually helps me to be bold
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and to pray with risk because then i I'm more in touch with the fact that my security is in Christ. Does that make sense?
2: yeah, yeah, it does make sense, yeah,
0: so but I felt that impulse too of like this swinging pendulum um between wanting to pray big outlandish prayers and just going god hold me <laughs> you
2: know like yeah yeah, yeah it's good to, it's good to be reminded that he can be both like he can he can be a comforter and he can be like the conqueror mm. like at the same time and i really been appreciating reminders i've been listening to like a lot of ren collective and one of their songs is um more than conquerors which is based on a verse in romans but just like singing from a place in worship remind like remembering that Jesus has already won. Um, which can be hard to remember when we're seeing so much darkness around us. But one of the lines they say is, We will declare over despair you are the hope. Mm. And I just think that's like a message we really need to hear every day. And um a message I love to, you know, creatively share with my neighbors and like by loving them distantly, but like I feel like hope is something we all need right now. Um, I'm just thankful. Like, I'm thankful that he's alive. And it's not just this, like, fuzzy thing we write on Hallmark cards. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: he's a fierce hope that's alive yeah. and moving.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and not a hope that, um, that enables us to escape uh, the reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, Christians will turn that into like an escapism. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just um, like almost overly confident to the point mm-hmm. that it sounds like noise uh, to the culture. You know, we're we're gonna, you know, in Jesus' name, we're gonna drop kick this COVID to the face. You know, like that <laughs> kind of that kind of um, bravado. You know, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is helpful. But it, I think we can have a um, a a, a deep uh, sense of victory, and a deep sense of God being present in our hopelessness and ministering mm-hmm. to the brokenness in our culture, the brokenness in my heart. Um, that that it, the the way of the kind of the path of victory for Jesus is to enter into the weakness. Yeah, you know, and to take it upon himself and. And pin it to the cross you know yeah which for me is a much more hopeful beautiful present mysterious but also like really well grounded way to think about God in the midst of this you know
2: yeah I think we have ample opportunities to say God here is my messy reality like and instead of hiding from it like pressing into that and saying like I need you in it I don't want to run from it like come meet me in reality and he's the realest thing anyway like
0: Mm -hmm.
2: i've never regretted doing that
0: yeah yeah one metaphor i was thinking of when i was talking with my neighbor before is uh is, is kind of moving away from this idea of of his victory being like Kind of trampling, you know, under under feet, and more the idea that God is um, like stirring hope into our world. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesus uses the analogy of uh, yeast and bread. Like he, the kingdom of God is kneaded into the the dough of the world, and I think that's, for me at least, a a much healthier picture of how the gospel is breaking in. Yeah. that he is, he's stirring the pot almost, you know, mm. he's, he's baking in uh, the good news of Jesus into our circumstance. If we'll just have eyes to see it and wait for his voice to be revealed to us, you know? Mm. So. Yeah. So yeah. Um, how, how can we pray for you as, um, as you go about your, your days?
2: Yeah. um I think uh, two things for like our family. Um, I just asked that, um, you pray that we would be like dependent on God, um, in this, like, I think it's always foolish to try to do things on our own strength, but it feels especially high risk in this moment.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, so just, yeah, that we would press into that as a family. And then also, um, that God would like give us the courage through his spirit to be obedient in this time, whatever that looks like, if it's resting in him, if it's waiting for him to move, if it's okay, now he's moving and he wants us to move with us and that might feel risky. Like, um, but just that, yeah, that we could hear his voice when he wants, wants to do stuff with us. Um, so yeah, I don't want to, I want God to be bigger than I can imagine. I want him to I want to heal Him to heal people that are sick. I want His kingdom to come, and I want us to be like a family that is a part of that in some small way.
0: yeah, amen. That's my prayer too. Well, thanks again for, for joining us today, Lindsay. It's been a pleasure to have you um, share with us. And I um, just want to say thank you to Lindsay, as well as uh, to all of you who are listening in. And uh, we hope that you're well today, that you experience God all the more as he's meeting you in the midst of all of this. <clears throat> and be on the lookout for, uh, for other episodes of this podcast that are going to be coming out soon. So be blessed and we'll see you soon. Peace.